Hi, yeah, I'm Clara, um, and I'm going to start by saying that this passage at first, I think, can seem a bit scary. I know when I read it for the first time, I was like, I've got to talk on that. Like, it's got the words evildoers in, it's talking about destruction, but when we first read a passage, we need to remember all the context around it. So this passage is from a whole bunch of passages in the book of Matthew, and specifically around the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount is literally Jesus speaking to his followers and telling him what it is to follow God and what the challenges of that are. And this passage is telling us what those challenges are, which is why it feels a bit confronting and it feels a bit scary. But ultimately, it's God's love that we need to focus on. So the whole message for me is that from a place of love, God wants us to choose to have a relationship with him. And I think that's really cool. And I think it's cool that I get to speak about a passage that Jesus literally said. Um, So I'm just going to start. The first challenge that we find in this passage is that it can be lonely we saw that Victoria was the only one to go through the narrow gate. And it can often feel like we're the only ones being Christians and following God, which is scary. And the wide gate can look more appealing. It's wider, it looks nicer here, and way more people go through it. Our friends can go through it, people we see on the internet, anyone, a lot of people will go through the wide gate as opposed to the narrow one. But what we need to remember is just like Victoria dropped her baggage, the reason the gate is narrow is not because God's like, I don't want you going in, I just want you. You go to the wide one. God wants all of us to come through, but the reality is that not many of us will. And so the gate is narrow. And we're encouraged to leave our baggage at the gate. So like our criticisms and our negativity about ourselves and our judgments of other people. Because it's not for us to judge how other people are living and what they're doing with their lives. That's, That's for God. So we leave that at the gate. And so there's slightly less room for that baggage, but the path is so much brighter. We need to remember that Jesus was on his own, was alone a lot of the time. He recognized even times that he did need to be by himself just to spend time with his father, where he prayed and he was just quiet and he spent that time with God. And that's what we should do as well. We need to remember that, yes, it can feel lonely, but we're not alone. God is right there all the time we're okay. Jesus walked on his own to the cross. Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights on his own in the desert, but he was never really by himself because God was with him. So yes, sometimes it feels lonely, but are we alone? Absolutely not. God is on our side. The next challenge we're confronted with is that there are distractions. And there are legitimate distractions in our lives that seem good and seem helpful and true. And choices that might seem to be the right one, but ultimately lead us the wrong way. For example, I'm going to tell a story. I did my gold DOV a few months ago, 
We'd done our practical, we were just going into the real thing, we were in the north of Wales, and we were ready, we were like, yep, navigation, we've got it now, we know what DV is like. So we were driven to our starting point by our, it was a geography teacher um, and one of our DOV leaders. And we got to our starting point, got the map out, had a look, got the compass, checked which way we were going to go, and we were like, it's this way. We're confident, we've checked, it's this way. And we went to our teacher and she was like, that's not the right way, it's that way. And so we went the way she sent us because it was, it was justified. She was a geography teacher. We were like, she knows what she's doing. Um, she's leading our DOV. It's going to be fine. And so we were walking down this road, and then we took out the map, because we're responsible DOV students. We took out the map, we got our compass out, and we went, there should be a mountain just there. And there wasn't. And so we checked the map, and we realized we'd been going completely in the opposite direction than we were meant to. And so we turned round and we went the right way. And it ended up being fine and we got to our campsite and it was fine, it was perfect. But we trusted our geography teacher who ended up being wrong. How does that work in our lives? So sometimes there are things that seem like the right choice and then will go the right way and they end up not being that. There are things in our lives that can distract us from the right path to choose, and those can be things that we put our identity in. Things like academic success, where we do well in a test and go, yes, I'm Clara, I did well in that test, so it's fine, my life's great. Or our friendships or relationships that we put our identity in that aren't going to be forever and ultimately aren't leading us the right way. What's the right way? Jesus. Um, but fortunately, God gives us a way to recognise these things. In the section of the passage, he talks about it is by their fruit that you will recognise them. So if you imagine what a good tree looks like, I would say it's got deep roots that go really far to get all the nutrients from the ground, and then it can grow to have a really strong trunk and then really large branches to get as much sunlight as possible. And we're a bit like that. So we dig deep into the word of God, we dig into the Bible and we see what he says, and then from that we can grow into trees, we can grow into really good people and we can reach the sunlight and we can reach out to Jesus and we can create that really real relationship with him by going down the narrow path. So yes, there are distractions, Always, there are always going to be distractions and things that we think are the right choice and they end up being wrong. But ultimately, Jesus is the way and he's with us on that journey. The final challenge that we're confronted with is that there are hypocrites. There are people that say one thing and do another and use being a Christian to perhaps their advantage. Um, and really, it's about having that relationship with God and really having that authentic, true connection with him. If we look at the story of Mary and Martha in the Bible, we've got Mary, who when Jesus comes, goes, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen. And Martha's running all around the shop and she's tidying and she's cleaning and she's cooking because she wants the surroundings to be absolutely perfect for Jesus when he's there. But Jesus doesn't care about your surroundings. 
He doesn't care where you've come from or your background. He just cares that you're sitting there, you're listening to him, reading his word and talking to him. He doesn't want us to be trying to make the tiniest things perfect about ourselves before coming to him because he wants to be with us as we do that. As we better ourselves and as we grow more in the fruits of the spirit like goodness and kindness and faithfulness is done by that relationship with Jesus. What does that look like for us? Because how do we grow in those fruits of the spirit? Because we can act in a way that is good and kind but where does that come from? Because eventually you only have so much love from yourself to give. We get love from God and then it spreads all the way out to everyone else around us. And that love comes directly from him and we build that connection with him and that relationship. And we do that by praying with him, sitting and listening to him and reading his words. So yeah, there are people that are hypocrites, but we can have an authentic and loving relationship with him. So overall, we have a choice to make. And it's not that one decision is made and that's it, and you're on that path for the rest of your life, because there are always going to be temptations and distractions on the path that you've chosen. So you'll come to a fork in the road and you make another choice and another choice and another choice. It doesn't just stop. But it's all from a place of God's love. God's love is shown to us so many times in the Bible. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. 1 John 4.19, we love because he first loved us. God doesn't love us because we're serving him all the time. He doesn't love us because we're doing good things. He loves us anyway. No matter what we're doing, where we're from, what our background is, his love is just there for us to accept if we want it. So it's up to us. It's a choice to make whether we want to take on God's love, build a relationship with him, and go through the narrow gate. I'm going to pray to close. Father, I pray that as we go into the next week, we can choose the gate. Let's not be intimidated by the challenges that it comes with, but share those challenges with you. I pray your blessing over every single one of these lovely people this week, that they feel comforted, that you're there, that you love them, and that you want to know them. And I pray that every single one of them will get to know you better. Amen. Amen.